This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Sorry, bub. I don't know why I don't just put them in the basement, but I get... I'm lazy. That's what it is. I'm lazy. Welcome to Thursday's solo episode. I'm sorry if I sound a little bit off. I am battling a sinus infection. So what happened was Milo last weekend had, he was just like stuffed up and he had a little bit of a cough, like a really um, gooky, what do you call it? Productive cough. Um, his behavior totally fine. Like nothing else was wrong. No fever. Like it was bizarre. So he never missed school or anything. But I was like, Ugh, I hope I don't get this. And then it turns into a sinus infection. But I never got any cold symptoms. My husband didn't either. So I thought I, you know, bypassed it and everything would be fine. But no, like a few days later, after Milo is now all cleared up, I start to feel like I'm getting a sinus infection. So that was on Friday and it's now Monday. So it's not like a full-blown sinus infection. It's like it wants to be, but I've been using that Vicks defense spray, which a lot of people are like, um, asking if I'm using it on Milo. Like, no, I bought that for myself. Once Milo started to get a cold or whatever he had, I bought that to prevent myself from getting a cold. Didn't get a cold, but my sinuses were like, oh yeah, you trying to, you trying to bypass a sinus infection? Cause that's what happens. I get a sinus infection every single time Milo gets sick with even like a sniffle. It's like the virus or whatever he has makes its way up my freaking nostrils and I have like really bad sinuses and I had surgery on my sinuses in 2015 and since then like the anatomy of the inside of my nose is a little bit like weird. I had a camera like when you go to the ENT they put a camera up your nose. It feels really really freaking weird. But he was saying like this side of my nose which is where I always get the sinus infection. It's like open. He's like usually there's like small little like entrances to like you know like your sinus cavity. But on this side for me, it's just like wide open. So this is why, and this is such a weird like symptom or issue to have, but let's say I, every night, for example, I get into bed and I lay on the exact same side of my head and I read my Kindle. So as I'm doing that, if you're watching on YouTube, which like go subscribe on YouTube. I'm almost at 2000 followers or subscribers, which is so crazy. Like I'm so excited. I'm going to be a YouTuber. Anyways, if I get up out of that position, it's like massive globule of sinus goobers, boogers, whatever you want to call it, like will dislodge from my sinus cavity and like either come out my nose, like if I blow my nose or like go down my throat. So 
shortly after I had, I know this is disgusting. Like this is my life guys. After I had that surgery in 2015, I was like heavily into yoga and that's what would happen like in the middle of a yoga class. They'd be like, okay, like let's lay on our backs. And I'd be like, okay, like lay on my back, go to like move out of that position and like choke on snot. Guys, this is what I deal with. Like this is my sinuses, like my poor freaking husband. Like I have digestion problems, like pooping, constipation, I have like snot coming out of my nose, like heavy ass periods. This is just like being a human. So I don't even know. Oh yeah. So anyways, I always end up getting a sinus infection on that side specifically. So it's like all the infection like goo comes out on this nostril, but there's nothing on this side. It's really bizarre. Um, So anyways, there's not much that I can do except really try to prevent them from getting bad. So if Milo gets a cold, like do what I've been doing this time, like using that defense spray, using saline sprays, using like the nasal decongestion at night, um, and doing the, the rinses. So I do like you fill the bottle with the saline distilled water and you like, like the neti pot thing where you put it in your nose and it like flushes out your sinuses. It's just not enjoyable. So I did one of those rinses on Friday morning and then I go to Pilates and I had to like have a Kleenex with me. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. Like I did a nasal rinse this morning and every time I'm like changing positions in Pilates, it feels like water is going to pour out of my nose because it gets trapped in my freaking sinuses. Oh my God. It's like a whole fucking thing. Anyways, so that is why I sound a little bit off. Um... I'm really happy that it's not like a debilitating sinus infection, knock on wood, but not really knock because they're going to think someone's at the door and then we're fucked. Um, But knock on wood, pretend. So um, yeah, I'm just fighting it, doing what I can. Every time I have a sinus infection too, the mornings are a little bit rough. um, And I always just want to have hot baths, like the hottest bath that you could think of and like putting the face cloth in the hot ass water and then like putting it on my face, like scalding hot. Also, I live like an hour from a spa place that has a eucalyptus steam room. How badly do I want to be in that place right now? That's like my dream right now. My husband's on call today, but maybe tomorrow I can do that. Anyways, okay, let's get into the episode. The first things first, usually I do the book reviews at the end of the episode, but I'll just do it now. So I finished the book, The Club. I feel like it took me forever to read it. It would put me to sleep. I feel like like I wanted to finish it and I wanted to see what was going to happen. But once you get a little bit into the book, it's kind of obvious. Like, yeah, okay, it's just like a shit show and like crazy shit happens. Like, okay, like, I don't know. I... I'm surprised that I finished it, but I wanted to see how it would end, but then nothing significant really happened. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a really cool premise. Like, the idea for the book is really good. I'm pretty sure they're going to make it into like a movie or a show or something, which is great. I feel like I've talked about this before, but that was one of the books that Milo accidentally bought on the Kindle. Um, he got a hold of the Kindle when it was in like the bookstore part and he bought three or four books. So that was one of the books that he bought. So I read it. 
Um, maybe that's also why I finished it because I was like, I felt guilty and like I had to, um, like he shouldn't have had it when it was open at the bookstore. And so my punishment, (laughs) my punishment is to read the books that he chose. Oh my God. Anyways. So I finished that one and then I was like, I want something like super enjoyable, lighthearted, entertaining, to read over the holidays. I'm going to my parents' place, which is like so beautiful. It's Christmas time. Like let's, I, I was like really um, nervous about what book I was going to pick because I wanted it to be good. And I was like, bonus if it is something that has to do with like Christmas or winter or like the holidays. So I thought back to Hotel Nantucket, which I loved. Like I read my novels before bed every single night. So I want something that's just like lighthearted, really good. I'm like invested in the story. I love the characters. And Hotel Nantucket was that book. So I was like, I should pick another book from that author. Her name's Elin Hildebrand. So she has a ton of books and they're all kind of like the same vibe. She lives in on, I'm pretty sure it's an island, Nantucket. Um, I want to go there just after reading the book. And like, I, I'm not going to lie. I Googled Nantucket and I was like looking into it like so cute. Like I want to go there. Anyways, a lot of her books take place in Nantucket. So I was going to read the book called 28 Summers. A lot of people recommend it. It has like rave reviews on Goodreads. I'm on Goodreads if you guys want to follow me on there. Um, I'm not like super active, but one day I hope to be. Anywho, so I'm like, that's the one that I was going to pick, but I put up a post asking which Elin Hildebrand book to read and I tagged her, the author. She freaking wrote me back like direct message on Instagram and recommended Winter Street. So it's a series of four books. Winter Street is the first one and it's like a holiday, like Christmas, winter vibe type book. It's about like this family, a little bit dysfunctional, all different characters. I really like it. And I like in her book, this is how it was in Nantucket as well, Hotel Nantucket. Each chapter is like from a different person's point of view. So you get to learn each character like really in-depthly and it like bounces back and forth and but they're all connected, right? So anyways, I just I love her writing and her books. I just find it so enjoyable to read. Um very lighthearted but entertaining at the same time and like I don't know. So I started that. I'm like flying through it. I'm pretty sure I'm already like 25% done. Um, on the Kindle, they give you the percentage done. I'm not like calculating that in my brain. So yeah, that's what I'm reading. We'll see if I can get through all four books in a decent amount of time. Um, I'm sure I'll be doing more reading than usual over the holidays. So we shall see, but yeah, I'm loving it. So if you guys want to read that too, over the holidays, do it. It's called Winter Street by Elin Hildebrand. Okay, moving on. I have also been watching The Sex Lives of College Girls. I've There are so many shows and I need to start writing stuff down. Shows, movies, documentaries that I want to watch that I never get a chance to watch because I don't freaking have time. 
So I'm like, screw it. I'm going to start watching something, spend more time like consuming TV shows and reading because like there's so many autobiographies that I want to read too and books like nonfiction books, which usually that's what I used to read, but not before bed. Like during the day, it's almost like a study session. Like I will pick up a book read it, make notes on it. Like I like to talk about what I'm learning in the book, on the podcast. So I want to get back into that as well. That should be like one of my resolutions for 2023, getting back into nonfiction books. Now, I don't want to read them before bed. I also don't want to read them on my Kindle because I like writing in them, making notes, like putting little like dog ears, whatever. Um, So yeah, I have a bunch of books that I want to read. I have a bunch of movies, documentaries that I want to see, but I started Sex Lives of College Girls because that was one of the shows that I wanted to watch. There's only two seasons and it's on Crave if you're in Canada and I think it's an HBO show. Um, It's super good. It's basically like it's really entertaining. I don't know how relatable it is. Like I feel like this was not my experience in college at all. Um, but it's so good. I love the characters. The actresses are so good. Um, one random thing that I was thinking about as I was watching it the other day, like they're living in a dorm. Okay. I've lived in a dorm before. You don't have a lot of room in a dorm, like storage wise yet. Every single time I see them in a scene, they're wearing a different coat. I'm like, where are you putting these coats? Like where, where? Like pea coats, winter coats, puffer coats, leather jackets, like blazers. Like where is all this coming from? It's just not realistic. Um, Yeah, like wear something twice. You know, you're in college. Anyways, highly recommend that show. It's great. There's actually not a ton of sex in it. Like I thought it was going to be like sex in the city, like times 10. Like it was going to be this because that's the title of it. Right. But it's actually not that heavily into like sex scenes and whatnot. Um, so yeah, liking that show, I'm almost done. Like all caught up. I watched, okay, before I get into Harry and Megan, because I made a ton of notes on my phone, I will just tell the story of number one, hunting for denim. Like, why is it so hard to find jeans? And number two, my hormones, what I think is going on, what I'm going to do about it and what happened on Friday and why I was hiding in the basement crying. Um, It's so sad. And like, I feel like not so much anymore. Like I tend to give myself grace and understand that I'm a human and, you know, it happened. We're over it. But I felt so bad. Like my heart was racing. Like I felt terrible. Anyways. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year. And we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. 
We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner. I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. 
Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. First off, jeans. Let's talk about jeans. Um, It's impossible to find nice fitting jeans for me right now. I ordered four pairs of jeans from The Gap online. They looked great on the models. They looked great. I put them on. They're all too short, even though I got the long versions. What's happening now is I think a lot of jeans are cropped style, but like cropped on a normal height person is like to my knees, you know? So even when it's in like the long version of cropped, it's not hitting me in the right spot and it's brutal. And what am I supposed to do in winter? Like you're wearing boots and you have these like baby jeans on. So I returned all the jeans to the gap. I just ordered, I think three or four pairs of pants. I ordered a cargo pants and some jeans from Aritzia. Let's try those next. You know, I was trying to go for like cheaper options, but I'm like, okay, this is proving to be impossible. So let's try. I tried Zara first, then it was the Gap, and now it's Aritzia. So I have a problem with shopping in person. It's also the malls are chaotic right now. So it's not like I'm going to go spend time trying on jeans. Like, no, thank you. Um, So I ordered some online. I know my size. I got the long version of the Aritzia jeans as well. Some of their jean options have three different lengths. So like petite, regular, and long. Um, So we shall see. I own a pair of, they're called Denim Forum. I think that's the brand that I most, that I ordered from Maritzia. So I have a pair. I really like the way they fit. So we shall see. That's my denim journey. Um, So Friday, I have been speculating or like observing things about my cycle that I didn't really think were related to my cycle. But now that I think about it, they are. And I was just like chatting with my naturopath a couple weeks ago and I was asking her about these different symptoms. So the first one is spotting for like a few days leading up to my period. I'm just going to like this. I don't know if people are like weirded out by talking about periods, but you shouldn't be like get over it. Um, It's something that happens to everybody. So before when I would get my period... Like, let's say before I had Milo, when I got my period, it would just be like how it started was just like a gush of blood. So it was like I would go pee, like wipe, like it's just like a gush of blood. Um, Now, after having Milo, I spot for like days, a few days before it, just like light pink, you know, it's really annoying. I'm like, just come already, like just why the spotting? So, and it also extends the amount of time that you're having period-like things happening, you know? 
before it was like, okay, gush of blood, dun, 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 get it over with. It's done. When it's done, it's done. Now it's like spotting for a few days. Then it starts insanely heavy. Like never in my life have I bled through like a tampon and got blood on my pants. Never. And it happens almost every time I have my period now. I ruin multiple pairs of underwear. Yesterday to the Raptors game, I wore the period proof, like the leak underwear. It's not super comfortable. I find them like thick feeling. Um, But anyways, I need to invest in some other brands. Um, But yeah, insanely heavy period, which never used to have. It was just like normal before. I'm wearing like the biggest tampons you could possibly wear. Um, I want to try the cup thing eventually. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I can't decide on which one to try. Um, yeah, it's just laziness really. Um, but yeah, I remember, do you guys remember when I got my period at my mom's house and she lives in this tiny little town and they only had regular tampons at the store? I was like, what? I had to drive 20 minutes to a larger city center, not even just like another little town to get super tampons. I was like, has nobody had children in this tiny little town? Like, how do you only sell regular tampons? Anyways, anyways. So that's one of the symptoms too, like crazy heavy periods. And then spotting usually after it ends too. Like there's no more like actual blood and it's just like spotting for a few days. Annoying. Another thing is waking up in the middle of the night for like three to four nights in a row. And I started to figure out that it was happening like every month. Like this is odd. So then I started to, I asked my naturopath about it. Wake up in the middle of the night, cannot fall back asleep. It's like you're wide awake till morning, basically tossing and turning. I asked my naturopath about it and she was like, like keep note of when it's happening, but I bet you it's happening a few days before your period starts. And I was like, oh, okay. Paid attention to it. That's exactly when it happened. So that's probably hormone related. And then the mood swings, like the irritability, the level of irritation that I feel and just like anger and like, like so frustrated for things that normally wouldn't make me frustrated is wild. And on Friday, it was so bad like my, and I'm very self-aware. So my husband came home from work, like he knew what was happening. Like I was like, I'm very, like, it's not okay. Like I'm not okay. Like I'm very on edge. Like everything bothers me. And he was like, okay, why don't you like go chill upstairs? Like we're fine. And I'm like, no, my mom guilt now and my partner guilt won't let me do that. Like, no, instead, I'm just going to like hang around and be irritated. Like, ooh, I should just take his advice and go away. So anyways, that's eventually what I ended up doing. But after I already exploded. So Milo, it's almost like he knows when I'm in this mood. Like he knows. Like he wants to be on me. He wants to be with me. I can't go pee. Like normally he just like, is playing independently, like bugging my husband, but it's like he knows if I'm irritated. So I'm like trying to keep my shit together, trying to keep my shit together. And then I tried to go upstairs to like wash my face, brush my teeth, put my PJs on. It was like 6 p.m. Just like get cozy. 
And he follows me upstairs. And I'm like, so irritated. And he's like being so loud. And like, he's not upset. He's just so loud. And it's like, when you're irritated and overstimulated and just like want peace and quiet, and they're just like making all the noises, like nonstop, like, like, I don't I can't even describe what it is. It was just wild. Um, so I'm like, I go, I sit on my bed and I'm just like, oh my God. And he like jumps on the bed and he's like in my face. I'm like, Milo, can you not do that? Like, mommy's not feeling well. Like, I just want to be alone. Like, I don't even know what I was saying. I was just like trying to stay calm and be like, don't do that, please. Like he had one of these little cardboard, um, you know, like the party things that you blow into and it like, you know, it like, like the party things like, he had one of those that we found in the basement. It was just like paper and he was blowing it and like jumping around, blowing it. And then he started to do it right in my face. And I was like, Milo, don't do that. Like, you know how it is. And they think it's funny and like blowing it in my face, blowing it in my face. And I grabbed it and I ripped it and I threw it on the bed. And I was like, like, what did I just do? Like, I am a monster, first of all. And like, he was shocked. He was like, and he just started bawling. And like, my husband came upstairs and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, my heart was like pounding. I was like, I am sorry. Like, mommy should not have done that. Like, mommy got really upset. Like, I was trying to say like all the right things, but my heart was like racing. He's got like tears like pouring down his face. And he kept saying like, bubbles, stop. Bubbles, stop. Oh my God. Tears like racing down his face, like so upset. Stop it. Lay down. Okay. Never again am I recording with them. Just let that be known. Um, so anyways, felt terrible. I decided to go downstairs in the basement and then I kept like, just like thinking about what had happened, like playing it over in my mind. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And yeah, so I stayed downstairs all night, watched Harry and Megan and just felt like the worst parent in the world. Um, and I was like, yeah, I should probably get my hormones. Like, this is not normal. Like I should get my hormones checked and see what's going on because, and all of these things that I mentioned are signs of low progesterone, like everything, like the really heavy periods, like the moodiness, the sleep thing. So I don't know what they can actually do for that, but we'll see what happens. So yeah, it was terrible. Um, what's our time at? Okay. I'm already at 26 minutes. Okay. Let's see if I can go through Harry and Megan quickly. The moral of the story is like, everybody's fine. And the next day it was like a non-issue. I felt really bad, obviously, but what, what, what's, what you going to do, you know? Okay. Briefly, let's go Harry and Megan. One thing that I want to talk about was like the paparazzi and just like the, the, like what they ask of young children in the Royal family. I, I think they're around my age. So like I kind of grew up watching them on the the TV every once in a while, but obviously I've never really like thought about it. I'm not like a Royal person. Like I don't really care. Um, but the, the paparazzi and 
what they have the children in the family do stop like when they went skiing and they like were posing for paparazzi and like to all the events and it's so media heavy and like if you watch the documentary like there's a reason why that is but it was wild and I just want to say that after Princess Diana passed away in like the most tragic accident in the world two little boys are then at a public event shaking people's hands being like oh thank you like putting on a smile and being like yeah our mom just passed away but we're gonna smile and wear this tuxedo and shake everybody's hand outside that is literally inhumane like talk about trauma and like I could not believe that. And I was just putting myself in their shoes, like in the family's shoes. How do you think that's okay? And it's like the public owns these people. Like, I just, I cannot believe that that's what they had to do. Stop it. You guys are bugging me. Oh my God. Anyways, um, like that should be illegal. And then it, it got me like starting to think about how People are always so up in arms about kids being on social media and like, you know, on TikTok and YouTube, whatever. Um, And I'm like, what about these kids? Like, kids are kids. And this seems 10 times worse. Like, talk about exploiting children. Um, And I get it. Like, they're part of the royal family. That's just how it is. But why is it? Like, why is that allowed even like encouraged and then other other like situations like let's say TikTok or whatever is so like condemned and people are up in arms about it um like no child at that age is able to give consent so what like what's the difference And I get it. Like the royal family is like this massive, like generations and decades old thing. And that's just how things are. And it's like, but why? Like, how is that allowed? Like, I just could not believe that when their mom passed away. Um, I have so much more to say, but maybe I'll push it to the next episode because I don't want this one to be like a million hours long. Um, I don't know. It was a really good documentary. So maybe go watch the documentary. It's on Netflix. It's like six episodes. And then I'll talk more about it on the next episode. Okay. Or maybe I'll just talk about it on um, Instagram on my stories. So anywho, I hope everybody, this is the last episode before Christmas. The holidays officially begin on Saturday. So I hope everybody has the best holiday ever. You're able to relax. Your children freaking sleep. And, you know, we're almost done the elf. We've really kind of like, we're struggling with the elf. I'm not going to lie. My husband just like, he seems to remember or he's up early and he's like putting it somewhere. (laughs) But yeah, we're really excited to head head up to my parents' place and just chill. My dad made us a big slide with snow um, on one area of their property. So we're going to be sliding and playing outside and hot chocolate. And hopefully my poops um, 
stay, uh, you know, my poop game is strong. I'm going to bring all the stuff that I usually have to my mom's house. Like... Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship topics. Yeah, like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.